Hey, CT family, welcome to the Healing Place podcast. I'm Brian Hackney, the director of the Healing Place. And whether you heard about us on the weekend services or someone shared this episode, we're glad you're here. Welcome home. Today is one of my favorite episodes of our podcast on intimacy because Jamie and I got to sit down with Kirk and Glenna Massey and we just talk about our marriages uh, for over 30 years now. Intimacy is not automatic. It's a process and it takes time to grow intimacy. It's taken us years to develop what we now enjoy as true intimacy in our marriage. So if you're struggling, if you're early in a relationship and you wonder why you don't feel that close or that connected, just listen into our stories and see how it took us a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to develop what we have now. Hey guys, how are y'all hey. doing? Doing good. good Welcome good. back to the Healing Place podcast. Good to be here. And you guys know Glenna, but we're with our guest stars today, Kirk <laughs> and Jamie. Hey. How are y'all doing? Good. We're good. It's y'all ready for here. this big old love fest? I'm ready. <laughs> I think so. Excellent. Think so. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so how do you pronounce Y-A-D-A, Jamie? I think it's Yada, <laughs> but a dumb guy on Google said Yada. 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 I'm like, okay. no, All that's right. not it. I'm anyway. sticking with yada, yada, yada. That's <laughs> what I'm going to work with. That's the first thing I thought about was yada, 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 yada. Okay, so we're going to dive in. We know we've been talking about intimacy, and right. intimacy is definitely a marathon, not a sprint, right? right. Or yeah. as Toby likes to say, it's it's a crockpot process and not a microwave. So before we dive into intimacy, Kirk, why don't you tell us how long you guys have been married, how you met, the proposal story, and all that good stuff. All right. Yeah, glad. Well, we've got to do that. So thanks for having us. We, you bet. Uh, I want to answer just short questions. We talked about that. So yeah, so we've been married 36 years. So um, quite a while, which has been good. Uh, we dated about five and a half years before that. So we've been together for like 42 years so or 41 years. Wow. Doing yeah. Right, and, so. and before you continue, yeah. I just want to say <clears throat> congratulations. Oh, it's like literally well thanks. done. I mean, this is such a rarity in our culture. Right. So I think we need right. to celebrate it. Uh, right. I try to, every time I see an anniversary on Facebook, I try to say congratulations, well done. So I'm thanks. proud of you guys. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it is, it is, uh, and it is a marathon, you know, I mean, there's, there's, uh, times like you said it's up and down but we we dated uh we were childhood or childhood yeah childhood <laughs> young. yeah yeah teen, teen sweethearts so we were high school sweethearts i guess they would say although we went to different high schools so we actually met at a church uh i lived in arlington Glenda lived in dallas and our parents were going to a church in grand prairie and that's where we met so that's the first time i saw her there and she definitely caught my eye you know wasn't sure i was up to that league for a while but somehow she lost her eyesight and here we are so (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah we so we dated uh through high school and then into college and um our engagement story is pretty cool her family had decided i wasn't going to go away i kind of hung around long enough you know Mm -hmm. after about four years and so we got into got a chance to go to a, a holy lands trip with her family her dad really wanted her one to go this was in the 80s and so you know, we talked about it, knew maybe it'd be time. Wasn't really sure how the proposal thing was going to go, but here we are in the Holy Lands. I got to think more about it. So literally, I proposed to her at the Sea of Galilee. So we got kind of a unique story there to be able to do that. So another miracle at the Sea of Galilee. Yeah, another miracle at the Sea of Galilee. That's cool. I walked on water yeah. afterwards. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. Um, but uh, what was the other part of the question? So how long have we been married? Yeah, just the proposal story yeah. and all that. Yeah. So that's good. So, so then we were engaged about a year. So yeah, okay. good, good time. Okay. Did a lot all of right. stuff. So Jamie, how about yeah. you tell our story? 
How much do you want me to tell? <laughs> I'm um, timing you, baby. <laughs> uh, so Brian and I both went to Abilene Christian out in Abilene, Texas, mm-hmm. and he was a year ahead of me, and it was, I guess, my sophomore year, and one of my good friends, Brandy, we were talking about that Sadie Hawkins was coming up. And so she said, I know a boy you should ask. <laughs> Brian doesn't like that we called him a boy, but I know a boy that um, that you should ask out for Sadie Hawkins. He's really cute, and he's got a really good voice. And so I said, I'm in. I mean, you know, like Sadie, like, mm-hmm. no, you know, nothing stopping me. So I call um, his roommates. There's like five of them or six of them living together and who knows what all. And so call, leave a message, never got a call back. Call again, (laughs) leave a message, (laughs) never got a call back. Called, I think a third time, got a call back. Yeah. (laughs) And I know I kind of was a stalker and that wasn't really who I was. Mm -hmm. Like I was raised, I didn't really ask out you know, guys. You knew it though. God had spoken to you. I don't know. I don't know. But I just knew, like, I wanted to ask this guy out. So, but I had never met him before. So he finally called me back. We set up a date. We're going to go to church. What a great date. And then go to lunch because I wanted to hear him sing because I heard he has a great voice. So that was my ploy. I was auditioning. Him and just I was auditioning. So, um, so before we go on the date, I run into him in the student center and I positioned myself where I would run into him on purpose. And um, I said, hi, Brian, as I passed him quickly. And he goes, oh, hey, Lori. And I went, oh, yep. Oh, and all my hopes were dashed. It was horrible. Oh, and I'm horrible with names. And I knew the second I said it, I go, hey, Lori, like, is it Lori or Jamie? And I I leaned over to my friend Steve and I said, dude, what's her name? He said, Jamie. I went, oh, it's a 50 50 coin toss. We go on a date. We, we go to church. He indeed has a beautiful singing voice. So I'm just like melting and she's deaf, in, like in she's my blind. heart. And so then we yeah. go to Town Crier. We have lunch, talk forever. And so I'm like, man, this was good. Takes me home. And I never hear from him again. And so until the next month when I needed another date. And so... I asked him out again for another date in uh-huh. October. Had a had the best time. Never heard from him again. And then the next month, I needed another date for this, you know, our shorty social club thing. And so shout out to we, Siggy, yeah. Siggy Social baby. <laughs> so we, um, it was a December thing, and so we go and we have these adopted children, you know, where we um, get to play with these foster kids for the afternoon at Abilene Civic Center, mm. and. He said for him, that was kind of the turning point, that he was sorry he never got back with me, and that was very rude to me, but that he saw me in a different light that day. Yeah. Yeah. So before that, I had seen any girl I dated like, hmm, could she be a good wife, right? But with this one, it like I saw, wow, this girl could be the mother of my children. Mm-hmm. Like the maternal thing that you guys all know right. now with Jamie. It's just like, and, and I knew that day, I thought, I'm going to marry this girl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so that's it. The so then we, yeah, so then he uh, graduated <clears throat> a year before me, um, came back one weekend, had set up a fun little date at this park um, with a quilt and a whole little picnic situation <laughs> and with a little styrofoam with our dessert in it. 
And so when I went to open the dessert styrofoam container, it was a ring. Mm -hmm. And then he did the whole thing, got down on one knee and proposed. It was yeah. so, so sweet. So it's a romantic town. Okay, so Abilene, how, Texas how long did Nelson you date Park. before you proposed? About a year. Yeah. Yeah. And our engagement was, engagement was nine like, months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she yeah. graduated, mm -hmm. you know. Ring by spring and yeah. married in married in June. <laughs> yeah. So so, so thirty two years uh, this June. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, congrats. yeah, yeah. thirty two years coming up in congrats. June. So yes. yeah, best congrats. thing I ever chased down right there. And and we're just Persistent. so glad yeah. as we talk about this <laughs> this intimacy being a you know a process and a journey right. and and a microwave uh, not a microwave but a crock pot. We can definitely speak to that because it was not immediate in our marriage. We had, um, man, we had hell in those early days, which we'll come yeah. back and talk about. Um, and it was hard. And there were times where we thought, man, this this may not work. And uh, But we're so glad we didn't quit. Mm -hmm. We're so glad. Mm -hmm. So in his book, Resident Aliens, I, I mentioned earlier in another episode, uh, Stanley Harwas, he says this, and I, I'm going to read the quote. I actually have it semi-memorized because I say it in every wedding that I do now. He says, we never know whom we marry, we just think we do. Or even if we first marry the right person, just give it a while and he or she will change. For marriage, being the enormous thing that it is, means we are not the same person after we have entered it. The primary problem is learning how to love and care for the stranger to whom you find yourself married. Wow. Yeah. So Jamie was Stanley's quote true in our marriage? And if, if so, how so? Yeah, absolutely. So I just told you the little butterfly romantic mm -hmm. <laughs> story about, um, you know, the young love that we had and, and, um, I don't know really what happened, but it kind of started going around on our honeymoon. Mm. Um, we kind of got into, and don't even ask me now, 32 years later, what it was about. Most of the fights, if you were to ask me through our 32 years, what, what was it about? I don't even know because it ends up being about something that it's not really mm -hmm. about, you know, but, um, we, yeah, a lot changed real quick, you know, from sweet little butterfly and unicorn and rainbow land to what in the world have we done, you know? And so for me, just looking inward, I was like, what have I done? Like, have I just made the worst decision of my life, you know? And we just got in the cycle of me pushing his buttons and him showing me that he that I pushed his buttons. <laughs> and so it went south really, really quickly where we couldn't do, like we, we had to figure out, like, we're going to have to get help or we're, we're done, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I would say that, that we had to go through that, you know, little butterfly period. And then we went through the, Oh shoot, what have I done? Glad and you then, said shoot there. That was scary. yeah, I watched it. <laughs> and then we went through like, we're going to need some help and we were desperate. And so we, and we may talk about that here in a little bit, but we did, we got help. We went to counseling. And so to, to allow God to come in and empty us of ourselves so that he could come in and do what he wants, what he's wanted to do 
you know, the whole time in us. We just, we just allowed that to happen. And he really did all the work, but we had to participate. We had to say, you know what, we're not going to continue doing this crazy boxing match. Um, we're going to get some help. So we began to, we began to make some changes. And so it's been a beautiful evolution of what I think God wanted to do, a, a real holy work in each of our lives. And he did a big part of it through our marriage. Yeah. yeah. As you're talking, I just, just thought about a little clip I saw of Jordan Peterson talking about marriage. He, you know, he's saying, you know, marriage is not bliss. It's not this, this, you know, honeymoon thing that, that goes on. He said, basically you're saying I'm trouble and so are you. And I know you are. And so it's going to be a 40 year boxing match unless we figure some stuff out. And so, and what I love is with the covenant, you're promising, I'm not going to leave you. Because this is going to be be messy, and when you have mm-hmm. that accountability of that other that mirror of that mm-hmm. other person, it's going to bring out all your crap, and mm-hmm. you will have mm-hmm. to work on it. And so, what I love is that covenant that a lot of us don't really take seriously anymore. The covenant says, "I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to leave you." You know, not that I love you and you're perfect, but man, you're trouble, and so am I. And so, we're going to have to rely on that promise that mm-hmm. said, I'm never going to leave you. Otherwise, you know, this is going to be over really quickly. Right? <laughs> so right. Glenna, how did you guys marry, uh, manage those early years of your marriage? And, and right. was intimacy hard fought? Was it, you know, did it come easily or was it at work? Yeah. So first I want to say something like you mentioned the covenant part, mm. which reminded me that Yada, is that how you say it? Yada. Um, part of that knowing is a knowing in a covenant is what it means. And so I love that you brought the word covenant Mm. in there because Mm -hmm. it's the covenant that gets you through, right? So yeah, the early years, I think we had to fight a little bit for our intimacy. And I'm thinking in particular, like Kirk had a job that he traveled... 32 weeks out of the year. Yeah, he was, she knew the count. I didn't. Yeah. I sat down and figured, and I'm like, living. I just knew I missed him. Like yeah. we had a newborn and we had a two and a half year old and I was missing him because he was on the road and there were times that he would leave six, seven o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning and not get home till late. And sometimes he was on a plane and, um, we were really searching for like, how are we going to connect with him being gone so much? And I think the day we were outside playing in the backyard, Nicole and me and Quinn and, um, Nicole, a plane flies over and Nicole looks up and she goes, daddy work, mommy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. and that's probably yeah. when I sat down and thought, how many weeks out of the year is he traveling? Yeah. Um, and so just proximity, put some distance there. And so um, we started working towards spending, making decisions differently so that we could have more time together um, and have that interaction together. Yeah, even when I would come home, you know, I'm in work life. We're just trying to, you know, just trying to do my job, right? You know, and you've got that. And we talked on the, the phone. Families, we didn't have the things right? we have today. But when I came home, I, I was expecting the house to kind of be not, not like picked up, I mean, I left. It was one way. When I came home, I didn't really realize Glenna's had both the kids and all this time 
to manage all of the household by herself. So as I come back in, you know, I'm thinking, okay, no, it's how it was when we both left. And so the re-entry, as we called it, was often challenging, you know, because, uh, and we didn't know what it was. I certainly didn't know what it was, you know, going to help me figure that out, you know, because I'm like, I'm I'm home. This is my home. I'm back, you know, and things I would be in charge of than I would do or whatever. But, you know, Glenna had been dealing with it all this time. And so, um, and vice versa, you know, what I'd been dealing with on the road and what, what was going on. You know, we were at a place that just right. had explosive growth. But it, so we had to kind of work on that. And we had a lot of our systems worked out. I was just going to say, too, you know, as contrast, as people listen to this, it's great. You guys dated about a year or so. We started when we were really young and we dated for like four years. And we did premarital. So we'll do a plug for Healing Place. Do that, you know, if you get married. But it was cool in that because I remember when we sat down with a counselor, he was asking us questions and he was fascinated because we had dated for so long, how much we had already kind of worked out that unspoken uh, rhythm of who talks to who answers what question. And so it gave us a glimpse of what was to come, not by any means that we had it figured out, but it was interesting because I, you know, we just had naturally, because we had spent time together, we had act naturally begun our hearts have begun to meld together in those ways. That doesn't mean there's not going to be problems. Because, again, this was years later, and we're having problems when I come home on how I work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. go ahead. Absolutely. Okay. Well, and part of that reentry was um, when I was home, like, I was I was in charge. Yeah. I was making the decisions about the kids. I was mm-hmm. disciplining the children. I was making decisions about what we were going to eat and not and doing all of those things. And he would come back in and, like, we had to make room for him. And how do you do that? And so, um, I went to counseling. He went to counseling some, Mm -hmm. um, but I started doing my internal work that I needed to do. And we started working together. Like he's, he's been open to like, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Um, and so that was probably year seven to 10, with that working through some of those hurdles of intimacy um, in that connectedness. But I think we did it together. It was like through that, that we grew closer together Mm -hmm. and we grew closer to God. Um, And then again, like probably in the past seven years, I feel like there's just been another layer of connection. Mm -hmm. Um, You talk about the crock pot. It's we've, I was exposed to John Gottman's methods and I started implementing them on my part and just seeing how our relationship has grown and blossomed, implementing those tools and those skills Mm -hmm. in our relationship have been fantastic. I love that. I I think about oneness we've talked about so many times we forget about that concept of two become one. Mm -hmm. And it's this, it's like there's this competition, right? who's right, who's wrong, whose way is better, or, and I even have heard people talk about a win-win, but if it's better than a win-lose or a lose-lose, but that's still a win-win is showing you're on two different teams. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like learning to compromise up and a win for the oneness, Mm -hmm. for the coupleship, Mm -hmm. right? And just once you've done all the fighting and all the pettiness and all the needing to be right and and the pride stuff and the covering over all the the deep wound and and hurt stuff, once you finally get that out, I can now see Jamie as my partner, as my teammate and like value her and respect her as a person, as a friend, as a, not just tolerate the differences, but literally value the differences. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, so our intimacy has definitely grown over over the years. It's gotten easier. It's like a muscle that you work out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it can still atrophy if you don't, if you don't right, work it out. It's, it's that consistency. And so if I say the word, Jamie, you know, intimacy, if you described mm-hmm. like intimacy in our marriage, mm-hmm. what comes to mind? What things mm-hmm. make you think, yeah, this is intimacy in, in our marriage? I think um, what first comes to mind mm-hmm. is when you stop and you intentionally enter my world. And I mean, we're a part of each other's mm-hmm. worlds all the time. And so it's not like we're living on two different planets. Like we, you know, we have, we do, you know, a lot of fun stuff together and we have common interests and, you know, we talk all the time, we text all the time. So we stay in great touch. But whenever you stop and say, Hey, how did that, I know that was like an issue that you, you know, between you and a friend or you and whatever was going on at work, that was kind of causing you some grief or some heartburn or some, you know, you were kind of nervous about going into this meeting or whatever. And you stop and say, whatever, you know, catch me up on that. Like what happened with that, you know, um, Or in a really tender moment when you stop and say, like you did yesterday, I mean, like in the kitchen, buzzing around, we're just busy. And I mean, literally, it was like time stopped and he just grabbed me and just said, I just want you to know, like, man, I love you. And there was a sweet like good little kiss in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but About just to say, in the, don't tell him where I grabbed just, you. Okay, yeah. no, but we'd have to cut um, that out. <laughs> but he, you know, just the way that you stopped in that moment, like stop with me, stop Ooh, with me. Let's right. look at each other in the eyes. Like I see you, like the into me see. That's literally what I feel in that mm-hmm. moment. I feel cherished. Mm-hmm. I feel cared for. Mm-hmm. I feel like what is happening in my world is important to you. Who I am as a person is important to you enough to stop the busyness of life and football and everything and say, hey, I just want to spend a quick minute. It didn't take a long time. You know, Mm -hmm. it was you just looking into my spirit, I felt like, and just saying, I appreciate the way that you love me, you know, and I see what you do. And anyway, so it it doesn't cost money. It Mm doesn't, you know, take a long time. It's just the intention of I'm going to enter your world. And man, it means... It, I can go a long yeah. time on that. That's I love good. That. Yeah, I I think about you know all we talked about in, a, in another episode the barriers to intimacy and all through the years because the early years how much I hurt you mm. and yeah I was hurt as well but I just believe I did the lion's share of the wounding in our relationship and hurting her and so the resentment that had built up that could build mm-hmm. up and sometimes the lack of forgiveness. Even though obviously you're still sitting here, thank God, you know, for a forgiving, you know, woman. But there was there was years, seasons where I resented you, you resented mm-hmm. me, and I just think about the hard fought stuff, and which we'll talk about in another episode about <laughs> you know after our marriage crap and after losing mm-hmm. our son and just the distance and the two ships passing in the night and mm-hmm. and I do my thing and you do yours, I cope one way, you cope another, the. Phillips, Hackney, Enneagram 8, 2, right? I, men, women, Mars, Venus, we're different. Right. And just how hard that is. But but how, as we worked through those, just how mm-hmm. worth 
I would just say the consistency in that, that working it out and don't quit and the forgiving. Don't do that. <laughs> just uh, Where's Kleenex around this place? <laughs> just how rich it is when you don't, when you don't quit. But so many people think, oh, look at them. They've got it all together. Man, we're, we're human. And we're, it's as hard as, as anybody else's time. But the not quitting part, the not giving up. Yeah. And then it's like, man, we've been through hell and back. And we fought these wars and battles, you know, with each other, with our kids. How rich now and rewarding the payoff is to have that quiver full sitting around the table at Thanksgiving, Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and having those kids who've seen mom and dad love each other and not not give up and not quit. Wow. Um, so we started signing our cards years back with this triple I, triple I F T L H. It's a little saying. We just started saying to one another that we literally, I've been threatening a tattoo for, for, (laughs) for years, but haven't pulled the trigger yet, but it's, I'm in it for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in it for the long haul. Like I'm not going anywhere. Right. Right. And so Kirk and Glenna, how has the concept of sanctification um, played itself out over the long haul in your marriage. Sure. Well, I just want to say, and I'll kind of maybe segue mm-hmm. into that or Glenna can, but you know, Brian, what I see with you and Jamie and with us too, and what I want to say is you said it's like a muscle, like you exercise. It's, it's not a completion. You don't, you don't reach level 10 and the game's over of intimacy. It's, it's a, it's a building process. I think you see, like we talked about the reentry. I had to learn mm-hmm. to, that, that that's a that's a different attitude in my heart when I come in. I have to make space, and Glenn had to make space, and I see that in our relationship, and that's in our relationship mm-hmm. with God. As we as we begin to open up our heart and expose mm-hmm. who we really are, that we really aren't perfect, we really don't have it all together, we really have problems, and it's going to be okay. And I can expose that to Glenn, and she can accept that. It's that it's it's that that's the exercising of that muscle. You build on that. So then, as you know. Folks like us that we've been married thirty years, it's far different than it was at year ten or year twenty. Mm-hmm. But the difference is we're we're building on that and we're getting a deeper level of that. And I and I think that that willingness, I think you get to it quicker. You know, we've yes. talked to guys a lot, Brian. We've done that. We get to it quicker. We're like, oh man, I really screwed up there. And you really mm-hmm. you see it quicker. Like I shouldn't have done it. That was about me. And I've hurt Glenna doing that, or I've hurt someone else. And that. You know, you see that quicker, so your recovery is quicker. It doesn't mean you don't do it. <laughs> you don't want to, but, I mean, mm-hmm. we are human and infallible. But so so as you recover quicker, then you begin to open that. And I know, like with Glenna, I, w- I would say, you know, then she begins to trust that, okay, that's not really – she gets, begins to know my heart. And, no, that's not really my heart. That's not my heart doubt. about the situation. <laughs> yeah, now. I mean, before, you know, and that's it. As you're coming into marriage, you're figuring that out, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so – I think that lends itself to kind of the sanctification process you're talking about um, as, as we've gone through, you know, through yeah. the years. I love how you said it's like you don't arrive at it, but it's something that's continually evolving in right. the relationship, which goes back to your quote of like, we're, we're different human beings than we were when we first got married. And today we're different than we were yesterday. Right. And tomorrow yes. will be a little different than it is today. And so my intentionality is that it's better. Tomorrow's better than today. Yeah. That today is better than yesterday. Yeah. yeah and, you, and you don't quit. I mean, we've been married 36 years. You guys 32. You can't just go, okay, I got enough in the bank that I can kind of coast. We, we have to continue to do that. And, mm-hmm. and so you do have to kind of yield and go, you know what? 
uh, I need to listen, you know, if Glenna's had a really hard day. You know, she talked about the season. We've been in a really hard season in the last seven years of our life, and our whole family's been all that. You know, I literally lost all my family members. I'm the last one left. And so going through that, Glenna has been helpful where I don't have the capacity at times to be able to handle some of those things, and she's made space for that, you know. And we talked about it again kind of the, this mm-hmm. morning a little bit about it. And when she was getting her master's, you know, she's doing full-time work and getting master's and, Kids, I mean, she didn't have capacity for certain things. And so even physically, I would pick up on some of those things and, and fill in those gaps. But that's an attitude of developing an intimacy is is coming together and filling in each other. And as we begin to understand, you know, and understand your weaknesses where, like you, you guys said, you know, Brian, you guys are different. You, you complement each other. I know where I need to turn to Glenna to go, I, you got to help steer me in this because I know where I'm going to go, you know, and, and I need help not doing that, you know, yeah. and vice versa. Yes, I agree. So. There's this, you know, myth in our culture. It's it's this narrative that so many people have bought into that, oh, it's all downhill, you know, a- after a certain amount of time. It's like, we are in the best season mm-hmm. of our lives, of our marriage in 32 years right, right. now. Right. And, you know, literally, and with sex life, with with the kids and parenting, with our intimacy, our relationship... People that think, and again, I want to say this loud and clear, you know, here are two examples of the the blessing and the benefit. It's not just, oh, you just gutted it out and you're staying. It's probably horrible because so many people see their parents are bickering. They're fighting. It is a 40-year boxing match. They never worked on their stuff. They didn't do the interior work. They didn't go to counseling, whatever. And so it's it's a, you know, a train wreck. Uh, it, and, and, and people quit. Right. That's why there's so many, most of the people we see now in the healing place, it's blended families. Right. Which I get it. It's hard and no right. judgment on that. I mean, it is hard and right. it takes two. And even if you're committed, your, your partner has to commit. So, right. two. but I wanted people to hear that when you work hard and you fight the fight and honestly, what's the difference in me and Jamie and a couple that is no longer together? Are we better, more enlightened. No, we just didn't quit. (laughs) We did not quit. And so, um, to, to that point, we're so thankful we didn't. I talked about the legacy we left, like us with our kids and now our grandbaby, baby Rue, right? (laughs) Ruthie Jean. And, and, and so what would you say to couples that are engaged or that are newly married and are in the throes of the, the early years and learning what intimacy is and learning to develop it. What would you, what would you tell them? I, when I look back at my younger 20 something self, um, gosh, I think I would just say, you know what, just be prepared to have lots of grace for yourself, lots of grace for the person you find yourself married to that will kind of evolve and change over time and that that's expected, that that's right. And that, that troubles will come. I had this man, I was wearing my rose colored glasses for a I still love to wear those rose colored glasses, but, um, I think I came into marriage expecting some very unrealistic things. Mm -hmm. I felt like we weren't going to fight. 
I was very positive and he needed to be positive with me. I was very happy. He needed to be happy with me. He, I had great ideas and, and could make good decisions. And so he would just go right along with all those and not cause any rifts. And so <laughs> that it's been spicy and exciting to figure out that that is not reality. And so just to know, like, it's not going to be like you think, think it's probably going to be, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be better. It's going to be better before it's going to get worse, <laughs> but it will get better, but get help. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay yeah. to ask for help and more than okay. Like it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And, um, just to, you know, continue to love and have grace for each other, I guess is probably what I would say. Yeah. And before I throw it back to y'all, I just want to, uh, on something you just said <coughs> on our Facebook live that, that we're doing every Sunday night, we've done mm-hmm. two. There was another one last night. Um, and well, <laughs> whenever people hear this, that we have Sunday night and there's another one next, next week, but we talked about, um, the stigma that is on getting help and stigma mm-hmm. on counseling. And we tried to destigmatize that. And so I think it was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. It was the healing place, uh, Sunday night live stream on depression. So if you're listening to this, go check that out. <laughs> so throw in that last question to you guys about what would you tell the young couples, engaged couples? So one thing I would tell couples is do premarital counseling before you get engaged. Like look at, at these things before you make that commitment Amen. of engagement. Um, and we and know then, some people who can help with that, right? We do, right? <laughs> the other thing is, I would say, like, after you're first married, have a checkup. Six months in, go for a counseling appointment. Six months later, go in for a counseling appointment, even if there's nothing wrong. But just check in with that premarital counselor that you sat with before. Do a checkup from the neck up as far as, like, communication. Like, so much easier to talking about the underwear left on the floor at six months rather than six years later or 16 years later, because it's really not about the underwear on the floor. But let's talk about it in the first two or three years, because we're learning how to blend our families. We're Mm -hmm. learning how to decide what role we play and what our family rules are. And did the family rules from our um, original home do we want to keep those? And like so many yes. things we're figuring mm-hmm. the out family together. family of origins that were different. All of our family of origin mm-hmm. stuff coming mm-hmm. together to create our new family. Um, so yeah, there's space for making mistakes and figuring it out and learning to be a good listener. And I love like that commitment. Like I am committed for this. I am going nowhere. I'm in this. I've chosen you. Um, goes a long ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before, before and, Kirk, before, and oh, I'm ahead. just saying, I'm agreeing to with Jamie, like there's going to be conflict. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. honestly, like looking at conflict now versus when we first got married, um, I thought, Oh, we have a horrible marriage. We're having conflict. Right. right. Instead of going like, Oh, this is a this part is of marriage moment. and being able to embrace it and say, yes. this is an opportunity for connection versus contention and separation. Cause I think in conflict, we want to pull apart and we don't want to have this. And so looking at conflict now, I'd say, like, look at it as an opportunity to connect, mm-hmm. to get to know his heart or her heart. Yeah. Um, and I see it as like those hills and those valleys are actually kind of fun and make it interesting. It's It adds yeah. the richness to the relationship. So embrace it. I love mm-hmm. what Peter Rollins says about mm-hmm. conflict. He says, war is not conflict. War is the inability to have conflict. 
So you want to expel the other, get rid of the other, dominate the other. But conflict is very necessary. So mm. it's embraced that, right? Mm-hmm. And it is right. for sanctification, for growth. I love, mm. I wanted just to comment, I love the fact that you you said um, maintenance or, or going in when there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. to, to for counseling. Talk about destigmatizing. So I always say it's like every 3,000 or 5,000 mile <laughs> maintenance on your, your car yeah. for your oil change. Right. Nothing's wrong. You go get it done, right? And that maintenance is very important for preventative, you know, mm-hmm. so your car's not broken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going through my head, but I mean, I kind of go back to um, like what you guys said. It's, you know, we don't want to, it's not a negative experience. It's very positive. I mean, enjoy the time as a young married couple. Enjoy that time going to that but realize that it isn't going to be perfect. You know, um, I, I would say in addition to the premarital is just, you know, um, just begin to have that mindset for the other person, you know, and begin to open yourself up to that. And, and, and going along with that, you've, you've got to have a support system. So in today's world, when you think about it, I mean, we're more isolated than ever before. And certainly in the year that this is being filmed, you know, in a pandemic year, we're much more isolated, you know, and we can't walk in and, you know, I see Brian, Hey, how you doing? Hey, we're great. We're great. And when inside, we're really not great. You know, we, we've got to be vulnerable with somebody, um, you know, and if you can't do it right away with your spouse, get with somebody else, you know, not of the same female. sex. Yes, exactly. Like when I said, none of the female, you know, get with a buddy. another episode, speaking to the guys, get with a buddy, you know, go, Hey man, I'm not doing so well, you know, and mm-hmm. share that. Cause, cause, cause everybody's struggling, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, it, you know, and it could be the little things that, that can change things. It could be, you know, it's just a toilet paper over or under. I mean, that could be a big deal, right? Uh, you know, how does that work? Seat up or down? I mean, is, you know, there's, all these things, like Glenna said, you know, they build up, and and that's just life. I mean, life is, is going to turn out differently than yeah. we think it's going to turn out. Yeah. But your the commitment in realizing that it is a commitment. This is not just a ceremony; it's a commitment and a process of the two becoming one. And you know, and my best friend and best partner is right here with me, so I don't have to fight these battles alone anymore. Mm-hmm. And and that's where it really gets good is when you can begin to realize that and realize that, wow, I've got somebody else in my corner. Even when I'm wrong, I've got somebody else in my corner Mm -hmm. and that's, that's, uh, that's huge. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's so good, man. There you go. There you go. High five. (laughs) Hey, thank you guys for sharing and being vulnerable about your stuff. And, uh, this is going to help a lot of people. Um, yeah, I, I, I encourage anybody listening that, that says, you know what? We need some maintenance, or we need some premarital, or we need to go in for a checkup just mm-hmm. just to do it. Right. Um, you're going to be met with people who are real and will tell the good, bad, and the ugly, right? Exactly. So thank you, guys. Be yeah. well. Thank you. Thanks for having okay. us. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our conversations on Yada, our intimacy series. We really enjoyed recording them. So like, share, subscribe, or follow for more content, and we look forward to bringing you more in the future.